Seattle Sports Station presents the K.J. Wright Show. The ball is intercepted. K.J. Wright reaches up about 13 feet in the air. Number 15. Now every Wednesday with Brock and Salk. I like that. Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. All right, it is time for the weekly K.J. Wright Hour. This entire hour here on Seattle Sports on 710 and com as well. K.J., good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. How are we doing? Really good, man. Doing all right? I think we're doing pretty well. Mariner, no, Mariner. no, are you watching are, the Mariners? No. I guess no. Yeah. I, I heard no. it was like nine more games. Got to uh, win five. Yeah. Well, no. Magic number uh, is five. Okay. Okay. So if, if for for you have to win five, but any Baltimore loss lowers that number by one. Let's that go get sense. it. Let's go get it. No, well, need, to, they, no need to worry. They've gone three and eight in their last eleven. It's not not really what you're looking for at yeah. the moment. They're not they're not hitting. Yeah. AJ. We kind of need to. Come on, Julio. Let, let's get it done, man. Well, Julio's hurt. Oh God! I know. Who's coming back on? <laughs> I don't know anybody now. else. Who, who else on the team? <laughs> <laughs> Julio's pretty cool, though. Is it? Yeah, dude. Julio's the man. I saw him the other day in person. I had like up front row seats, like jacked up. He's a big dude, right? Got swag. Yeah, like, yeah. I like this dude. He's got a lot of swag. Yeah, he is fun. He is. How great is Julio Brock? He has. He's young. We can't call him too great. Come on now. Yet, yeah, no, that's fair. It's been just one season, but he's got. But KJ, you knew. He's you get knew paid this. like three hundred fifty million dollars. He better be great. <laughs> you knew, guys, though, KJ, that when they walked in, you're like, yeah, that dude just, you, just different. It doesn't, it doesn't take you that long. Yeah. It's, and you said it just is. Who's on that list? Who who did you take one look at and be like, yeah, that's legit. He's a stud. Yeah. Outside of myself, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't give guys a lot of credit as young guys. I'm like, you're a rookie. Be a rookie. I'm not giving you any credit until you complete your rookie year. That's my style. Okay, that's me. So, but, like you knew, but you knew. But you knew when Cam. When you knew Cam was going to be good. You knew Sherman. Maybe not first blush, but you knew mm-hmm. that rookie year when they stepped he, on the scene. Uh huh. Like I see the it factor in Tariq. Like I saw something in him. Like oh, that guy. When he gets it, he's going to be good. Tariq Woolen. Yep. He had his first pick this I week. I know. How I know. happy were you for him? I was happy for him. Got to work on his return skills a little bit. <laughs> but um, got the pick. He made a beautiful jump. I don't think he was supposed to be there, but he jumped that route, got a few yards. The man is, um, you know, I love what I'm seeing first so is, far. Is he so far the brightest spot in this season for you? No. Who's that? No, um, the brightest. the brightest is Al Woods. He is hands down my favorite guy watching this year. He's a guy that brings passion. He's bringing energy. He fits this defensive scheme that they're trying to do in um, in, in Seattle. And so the biggest and brightest spot that I'm loving is Big Al Woods, the captain mm. Al Woods. Mm. Yeah, he is making the most of the captainship. He's playing great. We got all sorts of questions, all sorts of Pete sound that I want to, to get to. Lots of questions about this defense. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a, a segue between the Mariners not hitting right now and the Seahawks defense. Yeah. Just, KJ, they're just not. Because they're also not hitting? They're just not hitting. Not, <laughs> yeah. Other than Big Al on a few occasions, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, a, that's a blanket on everybody. But by and large, when you're near the bottom of the league in rush defense, when you're getting gashed left and right, when you can't get off the field, you're dead last in three and outs in this yeah. league. Uh, KJ, they're not, they're not playing the kind of defense this head coach expects, and mm-hmm. I know as a proud former player, you expect. Yeah, and when you watch, when you watch them last week, it just like the Falcons just had their way just storming up and down the field, explosive pass, explosive run, and I'm watching the run defense, and what's getting me is like it's a combination of like poor technique and like certain calls at the wrong time. You saw the one run with, with Cordell passing to the left. Chenna, it was a 
run to our left. Chenna goes upfield to get the quarterback versus pinning the hip. 60-yard play. One little easy mistake. I'm sorry, he goes towards the quarterback instead of... Pinning the hip. So I'll say pin the hip. I mean, go your tackle blocks down. You go down with the tackle mm. versus going up thinking it's a boot. He cut that back. That's out the gate. So little simple things like that can cost this team. And you look at the play with Cody Barton. Um, I don't know if he was confused on where to fit, but he fell back like he was going to you know over his gap and the running back just kept going to the left touchdown and so just simple basic fundamental mistakes that can be fixed that's it's fixable mm-hmm. yeah but man it's just ugly to see and when you defensive team. guys are backwards you realize that right the rest of the, <laughs> the way the rest of the world looks at it that was a run to the right but you're like from your from your view whenever i see d coordinators drawing up defense i'm like why, why are they backwards? <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it, so when you say Cordell runs to the left for a touchdown, I'm like, no, I think that was to, to the, the right. <laughs> I think it was to the right, but it was to your left. Yeah, and, and so it's, it's super frustrating to see. But um, I, I look at these guys. They just got to get back to the fundamentals. Hey, guys, if, this, if your tackle blocks down, you go down. Hey, safety, if it gets out the gate, I need you to make a, a touchdown save and tackle both um, Johnson and Quandre. I need those tackles to be made to give us another chance. And so um, it's things that can be fixed. And this just with this window of this team, the opportunity is so small. You cannot get behind the eight ball. You're not that good. One and two, two and two is mandatory. You cannot get behind the eight ball because you have got to sustain this season going what, forward. What, so, you know, there's been some conversation this week about scheme and whether or not this new scheme is working the way it's supposed to for this group of players, right? Whether they have some of the right personnel to run this new 3-4 scheme. We yeah. talked to Pete on Monday. Here's what he said. You're, you're on to it because that's basically what, you know, what happens in the running game. You know, guys, they, they get their opportunities and they have their fits and then they have, the, they have to win in their, you know, in their assignments. And so we have to do better there. And it, but that's not just the guys. We have to help them more. And, you know, there's different choices we have scheme wise and things that we can do and we just we just need to fix some things up i'm not, I'm not going to go into it any further than that please but uh you, you're on it though that's that is an issue when you, you're not getting off the blocks to make the tackle then the next guy's got to make it and so we have to be exactly in the right spots and we just have to be cleaner and sharper and we have to help our guys more so with with what we're asking them to do Al Woods aside, I hear that, and I hear that the defensive line is not doing what it needs to do, and there's a trickle-down effect yeah. after that. When you look at Al Woods, like you said, he is, in my opinion, the only defensive lineman that fits this game. Puno Ford and Quinn Jefferson, what are, they are very good at penetration, getting upfield, getting in the backfield. If you go into a game saying, hey, guys, I need you guys to go lateral, take up two blocks, um, mirror the the offensive lineman. In my opinion, that does not fit their skill set. Does not fit what they are good at. And so, coach, if if your guys don't fit the scheme, then run what the guys are good at. When do you make that decision, KJ? And to, what does that say to the team? You make it today. It's what's today? Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> you make it in the game plan on <laughs> Tuesday. Hey guys, I see what I have up front. I know what they're good at. Let's jiggy rig what our scheme is to fit what we're good at. You can keep the scheme, but jiggy rig it a little bit to what the fellas are really good at. Okay, if you see that we're getting gashed, let me get this safety in the box way more to help stop the run. Who they, They're playing the Lions this week. The Lions are going to run the ball. 
They're going to copy what Atlanta did. They're going to copy what San Fran did. They're going to run the ball. And so you got to find a way to stop this stuff early because if you do not, it will continue to be 100-plus games each and every week. All right, I got to ask you then. We're, we're, we're going to take a quick break, but then I got to ask you about a specific move that Pete made, a personnel decision that Pete made while you were here years ago that seemed to completely unlock a player that had never done much before, and I wonder whether it's relevant to this conversation as well. All right. We'll ask KJ about that next. It's Brock and Salk with KJ Wright. We've got tickets to give away too, so listen closely to KJ because in 20 minutes, we'll find a way to give you some tickets. It is Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com. All new mornings with Brock and Salk are officially live. 6 to 10 every morning. The three biggest storylines of the day, 15 minutes past every hour, you need to know. At any moment, we can get breaking news. The best football breakdowns in mornings with Brock Heward's Blue 88. And now featuring the K.J. Wright Show live in studio every Wednesday from 8 to 9. That feels so good. Brock and Salk. On Seattle Sports Station. This is the chopper! When you want to tackle top-tier entertainment, Mokushu Casino is always a big hit. Hey, it's KJ Wright reminding you that Mokushu offers only the best in food and fun. You'll find Asian and Mexican cuisine, pizza, deli, desserts, and more. Killer entertainment with must-see concerts, heavyweight boxing, and MMA showdowns. The something for everyone is all just minutes from wherever you are. Find out more at MokushuCasino.com. Mokushu Casino in Auburn. The biggest and best in the Northwest. For seniors on Medicare, it can be tough to find a doctor who's tuned in to your needs. Name again? The doctor is running late. Sorry. No, no results yet. Break free from the way it's always been with One Medical Seniors. We offer convenient locations, on-site labs, and access to a doctor-led care team that believes you're more than your health history. Join One Medical Seniors and break free. Search One Medical Seniors. That's One Medical Seniors today. Your best life starts at Pro Club, the Northwest premier health club, where you'll always find more of what you're looking for, like more than four city blocks of fitness space and more personal space, too, with at least four feet separating you and anyone else, so you can always work out comfortably in the cleanest, safest environment. You'll also find more of the classes you love, from hit to strength, cycling to dance, yoga to Pilates, and more, and most are included with membership. Looking to play and compete? Pro Club has 26 courts for tennis, pickleball, basketball, and more. And there's always more fun for the family with four indoor pools, youth sports and fitness, and free family events every weekend. But that's just the beginning. Pro Club also has an award-winning spa and salon, free childcare, medical spa, and more. Try Pro Club free any Tuesday in October. Enjoy a great workout, a swim, a studio class, and more. Visit ProClub.com. At West Coast Armory in Bellevue, we've got inventory. Everything from bulk ammo to specialty firearms and accessories are in stock. Rifles, pistols, magazines. We've got all the new models in stock for the fall. And our friendly staff is ready to answer your questions and provide personalized recommendations. For better service and better prices than the big box stores, come by our pro shop in Bellevue today. And to find out more, plus our featured specials, go to westcoastarmory.com. That's westcoastarmory.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. 
ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Go deeper on the Mariners with MLB insider John Morosi. Thursdays at 5 with Wyman and Bob. Presented by Stanford's. On Seattle Sports Station. Family. you got to love them. And here's an idea for how you can bring them all together. Baseball. Mariners baseball. Swung on, fly ball deep into the gap. Goodbye baseball! Nine innings of bonding over big buckets of popcorn and big time plays. Oh, yeah! J.P. Crawford! Oh. Say hi to the moose. Hit the playground. Eat Dippin' Dots. Show off your dance moves. Hit the playground again. Cheer on the hydros. Root, root, root for the home team. Deep straightaway center. Gone! Off the batter's eye! Mariners baseball. See us rise. Pack the park for the final homestand of the regular season. The Mariners square off against the Rangers tonight and tomorrow at 640, and both games are Mariners value games, which means you can pick up $10 view, $20 main, and $30 Terrace Club tickets. Secure your seats at Mariners.com slash value games. Hi, guys. Are you struggling with ED? Did you know that a major medical breakthrough is now available and it isn't a pill? Today, Wednesday, September 28th, we're running a one-day special you won't want to miss out on. Bayside Medical Clinic uses the most powerful form of wave therapy. This is a technology clinically shown to repair blood vessels and improve blood flow. It's backed by 60 clinical studies, including from Cambridge. Call us now and you'll qualify for the assessment and ultrasound totally free. Also, a gift that can produce rapid and powerful results to intimacy in minutes. You're going to love that, guys. Trust me. And today only, we're offering six tune-up treatments to our patients free. This is unprecedented, worth hundreds of dollars. But call today and qualify totally free. 206-670-9000. That's 206-670-9000. Guys, put a stop to your ED and get your love life back. Call Bayside Medical Clinic now to qualify. This offer ends today. 206-670-9000. That's 206-670-9000. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airline Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. All right, this hour uh, driven by Wayscar Ford. It's KJ Wright time. That's right, all this hour. And Brock keeps reminding me, and it's on me for not uh, for not telling you guys. If you got questions for KJ, you want to go hashtag Ask KJ. Yeah, I like hashtags. Okay, we don't do you it know on that. Twitter though. We just do it on text. Where you don't really right. need to put it on text because it's coming to us. But if you want, you can still go hashtag Ask KJ. Please on your do. Text. Send the man. Send Please the man. Do. And uh, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can ask some questions of KJ. A lot of people wondering about uh, jiggy rig, which is not a phrase that I'm familiar with. Is that a Mississippi thing. <laughs> 
Y'all know what jiggy rig is? I mean, I've heard jerry rig. Jerry rig. I've never heard jiggy rig. Jiggy rig is like when you got a key and you're trying to get into something you don't have no business getting into. <laughs> so you like you force your way and finesse it and jiggy rig ah. it and make it happen. So that's a little different from jerry rigging, which is when you kind of put something together. Like, you know, kind of... Like Salk does with his lights. A little duct tape, <laughs> no. a little fish wire. <laughs> that is untrue. I went in there and, and used my electrician skills, uh-huh. sort of. Somebody really asked what's Jiggy Rig? Yeah, well, I was wondering, but I didn't want to say anything. I just assu- I assumed it was a different way of saying Jerry Rig. I thought, uh, I thought it was Jimmy. Jimmy Rig. Yeah, Jimmy Rig. Jimmy most of my life. Oh, interesting. Well, so it's every- a Mississippi thing. Right? Okay, must be. I'm sure there's a few Mississippi things in there. Yeah. I'm sure sure that's not the only one we'll discover. Hey, can you tell me about when Pete moved Red Bryant? Were you here when that happened, when he moved Red Bryant inside to sort of outside-ish? Yeah. He moved him to defensive end, even though he was huge? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the point of that, and how did it work? I I believe the point point of it was, well, first of all, let's get the best players on the football field. That's first of all. Let's get the best guys we can on the football field. And what was happening was Coach Carroll moved them from inside to what we call the 4B player. Okay. Essentially, you're head up the tackle, and you are whooping his butt each and every play. But you're controlling that gap that's right inside of that tackle. And so you do that because you want to put that Sam linebacker on the ball so he just does his things, come off the edge. But you just have the edge defender and the linebacker. But Big Red Brown was the guy that controlled that tackle. And you keep him off of our middle linebacker and just dominate this line of scrimmage. So if you were to do that with this personnel, KJ, right? Because right now, as I've said to Salk, like Cody Barton and and Brooks are just getting caught in the I know, wash. I, I mean, it's like ocean shores, right? I mean, they, are just, they got no... They just got people in their in their chest, and they're not the biggest dudes, so they need to run free. Mm-hmm. So if you were to do that with this personnel, and I think you and I see it the same way, mm-hmm. Puna and Shelby and these guys are not maulers at the mm-hmm. point of attack. They're penetrators. So if you were to do that with this personnel, do you put Uchenna as, as that strong side backer on the line? Do you slide out Quentin Jefferson? Who is your, if you're going to do this, who's your Red Bryant? It gotta be when he gets healthy. It has to be obviously Quinn has to be one of the guys, but we we need um Shelby to come back. We need him to come back and be that guy. He's mm-hmm. somebody that's big, he's somebody that's strong, someone that's experienced in the, in this league. And so he has to be that guy to keep them off my linebacker. Since I'm watching my LBs and I'm like, they can't even flow and make plays because it's somebody always in their face. And so um you keep Chenna on the strong side. Daryl Taylor, let's get it. You put him on the other side, and so you got to find a way to keep these linebackers free to make plays. Because you see sometimes Jordan Brooks, he's like, to hell with this. I'm just going to go and shoot my gun, and it doesn't work. The play just keeps going on to the other side. And so you can see that the guys are getting frustrated with just getting mauled and, and, and blocked by these offensive linemen. So they're taking their chances, but it's not quite paying out. Should I make KJ mad or not, Brock? Uh-oh. What you say? I said, should I make you we're, mad or not? Th- are we three hey, weeks I'm, in? We're three weeks in. Do we know uh, each other well enough yet that I can kind of make you mad? Give me another week. All right. We'll wait I'm week. just kidding. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Talk to me. When I hear that, when I hear you talk about that, it makes me think that you really should never pay a linebacker. Elaborate. I, and you're just saying that because they, they're linebackers, especially Jordan Brooks is a first-round pick who everybody seems to like, et cetera. And if they're that dependent on the defensive linemen doing their job in order to do theirs, it it seems like you should spend your resources first on the defensive line. And then if you get to it, find a good linebacker. I totally agree. You let me let me let me. I totally agree. You start up front. 
you pay the big boys up front. If I'm a general manager, I'm, I'm taking care of the D lineman, and then I'm moving to linebacker. I 1,000% agree with that. You're moving linebacker before corner? Hold on, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, the me linebacker finish. union is listening, yeah. KJ. Be oh, very careful. He's trying to set me up. Let me finish. <laughs> but when it comes to <laughs> – he's funny. When it comes to paying a linebacker, you pay playmaking linebackers. Okay. You pay the Navarro Bowmans of the world, the Luke Keekleys of the world, the Bobby Wagners of the world. You pay, you pay those guys that make impactful interception pick sixes to the crib. You pay those guys. You don't pay guys that just rack up tackles. Oh, I got 100-plus tackles. No, you don't pay those guys. You can find um, a fifth-round draft pick to get you 100-plus tackles a game. You make game. You pay game changers at that position. Mm, I like that. Now yeah. talk, oh, go ahead. Now, corner or linebacker, there's nothing like a great lockdown corner. I agree with you. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be biased on here. I okay. agree with you. There's nothing like a beautiful shutdown corner, like a Stephon Gilmore, a Darrell Revis. Hey, you go and take away the – Randy Moss and Terrell Owens of the world. You go take those guys, and we can just handle everything. What else. about a safety? Linebacks before safety. Really? Absolutely. How come? Because. <laughs> period. <laughs> just because. Because <laughs> the linebacker union is listening right now. That's why. Yeah, I'm not going that far. <laughs> okay, it's, good. It's D lineman, yeah. corner, linebacker. All right. Safety. All right. Okay. Well, well, since, said that. Since, you, <laughs> since you started this song, I'll yeah. uh, I'll take it then. Another st- you know another step. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, KJ, I was banging my head into the wall. Like, I just don't understand this. I don't understand base defense, base defense, base defense. And Pete and Ken, to me, were very hard-headed. Like, we're going to play base. We're going to get big linebackers all on the field, and we're going to play base even versus 11 personnel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that is such a difficult matchup time and time and time again. And the yards just racked up and everything else. I I hear Pete with us this week, KJ saying we're gonna we're gonna change, we're gonna pivot, yeah. Because to your point, we're putting guys in position that they're not best at. Mm-hmm. When you all were playing base all the time, did you ever grow frustrated in some of those matchup situations? I did because you saw that first of all, it was when Michael Kendricks was here. Mm. Everybody remember Michael Kendricks yep. and um, our nickel corner wasn't playing the best ball that that, that we needed to to play a lot of nickel defense. So we was like, okay, first and second down, we're going to go base. Whatever they come out in, we're going to play base to get our best three guys on the football field. And so you saw it, and teams started looking like, oh, so if they want to play base, we can't run against them, so we're just going to pass. And so it did get the best of us. But but at, at the end of the day, you want your best guys on the football field. And so you saw, like, man, these guys are putting up a lot of points. We were winning, but it wasn't in the fashion that we wanted to, to win in. So. Hmm. So how is that handled in the meeting room? Like this week, you know, today they get in there, right? Today's Wednesday. It's a lot of base stuff, your base mm-hmm. defense. If they do pivot a little bit, they do make a little change. And, and Pete wanted to cut it off, and I totally get that. And, and he didn't want mm-hmm. state secrets out there. But if they do pivot and they do change, what does that say to that defensive meeting room? What does that say to the Puna Fords and some of those guys that have been struggling a little? I, I, I think it says, guys, it's, we're still early in the season. It's still early in the season. Let's not just switch it all the way up. We can make a few adjustments, but, hey, we can just get these guys that's out here to just do our thing. Because what happened was the Jamal injury, that's what really just threw everything in a loop. It was supposed to be – Jordan and Jamal running things at that at that you know off the ball linebacker spot, and so you put in Cody, and so we need Cody and and, and Brooks to really find the dynamic. If you guys are going to be on the field, 
you wanted this. It's your contract year, Cody. You got to show yourself and show your teammates and the rest of the people around the league that, hey, I can get this job done. I can be a three-down linebacker. I can run sideline to sideline and make these plays. I can defeat these blocks. And so it's still early game four. Let's give it another try, and let's go and let's see if we can go make it happen. Good stuff. All right, more with KJ coming up here, and I will uh, give away some tickets. So you've got to be listening to something KJ has said. We'll ask you a question when we come back about, uh, about KJ, something he said so far today. And uh, that will be your opportunity to win tickets to go see the Seahawks to host the Cardinals here in a few weeks. Um, and we got a lot of other things. I got some really good questions from the people. Hashtag mm. Ask KJ. Jiggy rig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out more than just what a jiggy rig is. We got we got other more, you know, pressing questions for KJ. So don't go anywhere. We got another half hour left with him. It is Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports on 710 seattlesports.com. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports Station. This, is, this has to be the easiest question, with the easiest way we've ever given away tickets. I'm almost embarrassed to ask. <laughs> and if you can't get this right and you don't win these tickets, you should be ashamed. That's really aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. But it's, a little, it's a big deal. Feel- <laughs> 866-979-3776. What Mississippi word did KJ either make up or tell us about earlier this show? He may, he, he said something. I'm, I can't, I can't give you the word, but I, we asked whether or not it was a Mississippi word because he had to explain to us what it meant. If you know the answer, give us about 30 seconds and then call in 866-979. I think he said it maybe was. You guys just deemed it a Mississippi word. No, I think we're all pretty sure. Well, if I didn't know in the Northwest, it's salt right. didn't know in the northeast. That's right. Yeah, there's just one solution. All right, so we're going to take the first caller who knows the answer to that question. 866-979-3776. Don't text it. You got to you got to call. Texting won't help. I'm not going to give you the the tickets if you text. <laughs> You've got to call and uh, be the first caller. 866-979-3776. All right. Uh, I got a whole bunch of Ask KJ questions here, Brock, and some other mm. uh, directions I want to go. Here's one that I liked uh, from the 206. What is your What was your favorite defensive call? Like when you heard the call in the huddle, you were like, oh, nice. This is what I want to run. Double A1Y peel. What does that mean? Double A1Y peel. So let me get a little technical here. So it's an yeah. even front. We have two defensive ends. That's outside. <laughs> two, three techniques. So the A-gaps are wide open. And double A1Y peel means that the Mike linebacker and um, the Will linebacker are blitzing straight ahead. And in this year, the Will? I'm the Will. Bobby's okay. the Mike. Okay. Boom. Hitting the A-gaps hard and fast. Get to the quarterback. One of my favorite. And peel. When you hear the word peel, means that means if the um, running back flares out for a pass, that defensive end to that side, you have to peel and take him man to man. Beautiful blitz. And one of my favorite plays off that blitz was um, Carson Palmer. And Larry Fitzgerald came into town about 2016, Sunday Night Football. Double A one white pill. They called my name. I blitz up the A gap, jump over the running back. Mm, sack force fumble. <laughs> Bobby picks it up for a touchdown. 
Beautiful, beautiful mm, play. Like mm, top mm, five mm, of my career. Really? Probably top five in Bobby's. You know, he got a, he got the touchdown too. So phenomenal play. Double A one Y peel. Double A one Y peel. Cannot go wrong with Brock, it. what do you do when the other team has double A one Y peel on? You do what uh, the Seahawks did uh, last week with their running back. You put DJ Dallas right up there as a sniffer. That was a that was a blitz Atlanta had shown walking their linebackers into the A gaps because that pressurizes your your protection, any protection from the inside out. So I love their adjustment. They put DJ up there to sniff it out. And if they bail, which those sneaky linebackers like to do as well, then you got your little outlet and uh, all of that was all of that was money. Now you forgot one. One is cover one. One is straight man to man, right? Double A one. Does that does that one refer to the coverage, I'm guessing? Yes, where everybody's playing man to man with a single high safety. So look, everybody's playing inside leverage. Lock your guy up, single high safety. You play in the middle of the field, save the day if anything happens. Okay, but hey, let's oh, let's go. Yeah. But really quick, I got a, a, a audible for what Brock said as a quarterback. You yeah. want to put that little running back the up there. Sniffer? The, yeah, put the little sniffer up there. We got a plan for that sniffer. <laughs> what, we, what we'll do is <laughs> what we'll do is we call a pick. Hey, Bobby, you pick, you act like you're going to blitz that running back's face. But, hey, pick the center. Mm. And when you pick the center, I'm going to wrap around. And, Bobby, you ricochet to the quarterback mm. and, and go get the sack. So it's some things that you can do to, um, to, to stop that sniffer. So you're, you're so, essentially mm. switching. So you're almost like an X. It's like a, it's like okay. a cross. It's like yeah. a cross. And so you got to pick them. And usually the guy that's picking, doing the penetration, is the guy that gets the sack. Huh. Mm. So what? Um, how do you communicate that in the moment? It's, it's, it's a combination of th- throughout the week. Hey, hey, guys, we see something on film. Hey, we're going to pick. Hey, KJ, you're the picker this week. Bobby, you're the picker. Huh. Or during the game, we just hit it hard and fast. And they pick it up. Hey, next time when we get this call, let's pick it. Let's line up. We got to line up in it, like line up on the line of scrimmage. But pick it this time. Hmm. Oh, I like this. Okay, yeah. so, uh, I mean, I got an answer for that, too, but I, we're not going to keep this game going. <laughs> it could go uh, on for a while. Yeah, it could. It could go back back and forth. Answer me this, because I think this is important for this team this season. Why did your defenses at times, KJ, not not the elite stuff that, you know, you all built yourself into as one of the best ever, but 15 through 19, why was it that the defenses made adjustments and got better as the year went on? Yeah, because um, here's the thing. Bad stuff is going to happen. Stuff can get bad. But the beauty of teams is, I say this all the time, is player-led accountability. When you have wisdom in that building, when you have guys that have seen it, guys that have done it, and you have them in that building to get his teammates and his boys on the same page, there's nothing more special than that. And so you look back at my later years, like, who was just giving up a lot of points, a lot of runs. Hey, fellas, let's have a players-only meeting, defensive-only meeting, a film-watching-only meeting. Where it's just us. We don't need the coaches. It's just us, and we all get on the same page. We all talk about what do we see. Hey, I need to know what Bradley McDougal is thinking on this call. I need to know what Ugo Amadi is thinking when we get this certain blitz. And we talk amongst players, and we build that connection. And so when you talk about things going bad, but, hey, let's hit the reset button. Let's all get together and let's get this thing fixed from a player standpoint. That doesn't evolve into shouting and blame and too many people no. trying to be in charge or any of that. No, it works. The egos the egos are gone. Who, the, who runs the film? How does that work? It, like, I, like, most of the time I did, but on um, every— You see how long KJ's arms are? You think anybody else is getting, <laughs> is getting the remote? That's a good point. Yeah, every um, Thursday, Bradley McDougal— hmm. You guys remember BMAC? Of course. Bradley mm-hmm. McDougal ran the third down meetings um, after practice. He would, we would have a call. I'll make the call. I say, let's say we got one robber. It's third and seventh, call his robber. Bradley McDougal would run the film and he'll talk about everybody's responsibility. <laughs> no coaches around. 
hey, guys, after practice, let's all get on the same page. Let's talk about stuff. And so um, when he did that, and it was his idea, too, he's like, man, let's get together. And when he did that, it completely changed our season. Third down went from, like, last in the league to top ten. <laughs> stuff like that t- goes a long way. Okay, so you and I both love Al Woods, but you and I both know Al Woods ain't leading that whole defensive meeting. D-linemen don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to guess it's got to be cut number 13 here, Salky. I'm going to guess it's got to be this guy because back-to-back weeks, he's been the voice in the locker room post-game. Here was Quandre Diggs after the struggle bus Sunday. These guys played a hell of a game on offense today, and we stunk it up on defense. You know what I mean? I I know people got mad at me for my comments last week, but if you don't want to hear the truth, then don't ask me questions. You feel me? I just I tell the truth. You know what I mean? And my teammates understand that, so they don't take it the wrong way. Um, we just got to be better. If we were the team we were two years ago, you know, we could take days off. We were 12-4. and four, You feel me? We, we're not there yet. So at the end of the day, I'm not saying we can't be that, but at the end of the day, we got to work to get to that point. Yeah. So is Quandre Diggs the one, Colin? <laughs> He's the guy. He is the only guy. And it's funny, I talked to Quandre yesterday, and um, I was like, I reiterated, hey, brother, you are the one. After the game, you're the one that got to talk to him. You're the one that have to spread the message to the God. You don't you don't have your boy with you. Jamal's not there. It's, it's, it's on you, bro. You're the one. It's not going to come from the linebackers. You are the guy. You are the captain. They respect you. They can't hear enough from you. They can't hear enough from you. <laughs> and so I know he gets frustrated, but um, I need for him to just, hey, Keep pushing. Keep keep chirping, keep chirping away at these guys. Keep putting knowledge in these guys. You see Tariq mess up on that third down. You get him on the sideline. Hey, bro, next time we're in the situation, I need you to sink. And it's third and 17. I need you to sink on this play. And so um, I know he's I know he can get frustrated, but, man, player-led accountability is the only thing that can save this season. How, how much you talk about what the players do? How much is Pete involved in the day-to-day? And, and I – in, in teaching, in technique, it, like how much interaction would a player have with Pete on a day-to-day basis? Not much. He's mainly a, a DB guy, mm-hmm. but we're in the meetings. He just sits back. He just sits back and let the coaches do his thing. He'll may he may come in here and there. If we do something special. He may step in front of the room. He's like, "Hey guys, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. Let's 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 try this thing out." And when he gets in front of the room. And addresses the defense. You know, it's not good. When he actually coaching the defense, you know, it's not good. Did He's that done. happen sometimes? He did that a, f- a few times. Where so he, he would step in. He would step in. And, like, when things get bad, he's like, all right, I'm the head coach. This is what the defense is, and he'll just break it down. It's cover three, guys. Corners, stay your butts deep. Middle field safeties, you on the seam and post. Um, linebackers, you are this 99-9. He'll just break it down to get us back to square one. And so um, when he steps in front of the room, you know it's not good. But um, for the most part, he lets the coaches do does his thing. He may chime in here and there when he sees something at practice. But, um, you know, he, he doesn't get up there too much. Well, he's doing that this week. I mean, he alluded to that, KJ, with us Monday, saying, hey, it, I, I've been around. Like, it's it's on me, and I, and I don't think there's any question whether that was Monday, whether that's today on a Wednesday practice. <laughs> hey, play cut number 12 for KJ here as well, uh, because, you know, one of the levers you do have as a coach is competition and personnel. And if it isn't getting done and you're struggling the way they've struggled, where are some possible personnel changes? Here was coach with us Monday. I'm curious what you hear, KJ. Well, I think you're going to see more of Boye, you know, but he, he did well again. And, and he, he's doing in his spots that we're playing him in, uh, Boye Mafe. Yeah, he um, he played real physical, made some nice plays, uh, holding the edge, missed the screen that happened right, right there with him. He could have had a, a chance there. 
but uh, he he's he needs to play more. And I, I'm I'm liking uh, uh, Bam Johnson too. Um, you know, Daryl's he, he's done some good stuff for us. A really good football player. We're going to keep finding spots to elevate his playtime. What do you hear? I like Mafe. I watched him. He's showing up on tape. The man is strong. He made a play against San Fran where he took on a, a puller. Boom. Threw him off and made the, made the play in the backfield. He made another play in the backfield last week. Put the man on the field. You drafted him high for a reason. Uh, I'm not sure about his pass rush. Uh, we need to see a little more from the pass rush. But from a, uh, making an a impact on the field, defeating blocks, making plays in the backfield, put that man is, on the football is, field. Is he more than the comp coming out of the draft was your buddy Cliff Averill. Is he more Cliff Averill or is he more Bruce Irvin? No, not Cliff Averill at all. He's more Bruce Irvin. He's a Bruce Irvin guy. Bruce is somebody that could just dominate tight ends. Um, Speed-wise, he doesn't have Bruce's speed. He doesn't have that. Um, but he's Ooh, somebody... Don't look at his combine. His combine would tell you otherwise. Oh. I think he I think he ran like 4-5 at the combine. You're talking football speed. I'm talking though. football speed. And Bruce was a 4-4 <laughs> guy. You got to put some respect on that Bruce 4-4. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but, no, I like him. Get the man some reps. Let me see him on the third down package. Right now it's Chenna and a lot of DT. Let me see some more of, of my fate coming off the edge on third downs. So he's definitely st- stepping up. And, hey, put him on the field. Mm. Bruce, was, Bruce may have been 4-4. The 4-4 sometimes was in the wrong spot. <laughs> oh. It was definitely 4-4, <laughs> but sometimes it was on the sideline hitting somebody out of bounds. I just saw an um, a article that came out, top best pass rating linebackers from, like, 2010 to, to 2020. Guess who was number one? Who? Bruce Irvin. Really? Bruce Irvin, number one. He's, he's like, no! <laughs> Come on. Hey. That's one of my favorite Rabel things ever. <laughs> he took some bad penalty. I forget who it was against. Uh, Bruce, <laughs> no! <laughs> it may have been a rough in the past. I it, it was. was it was oh, a yeah. late hit out of bounds, uh, I think. Uh, yep, it was yep, like yep, a late yep. hit. I want to say it was actually, I don't know why I know this. I think it was against How the Chargers you find in San Diego. Quick? Dude, this is what I do for a living. What do you mean? <laughs> It's hey. pick. You just you look at each other. You say pick, and then you know who that, who's got to do what. It's just hey, an put, audible. No. Put some respect on my guy's name. Four four, and he was number one in a decade. Yeah. We're talking about Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, KJ Wright, wow. Fred Warner, Bobby KJ Wagner. Wright. Throw my name in. You know what I hear though is I listen back to that clip and I've listened to it a few times this week. KJ, I hear maybe Boye if they're going to tweak some things. And they're going to get back to some of the stuff they've done in the past. I, I think I'm hearing boys, maybe some of the strong side linebacker on that tight end. Detroit, as you said, with their head coach wants to be physical. Can Boye play some of that on the line strong side backer? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you want to do something, if I'm defensive coordinator, hey, first and second down, Chenna Mafe. Daryl Taylor, you're my third down guy. You're my guy. I want, you have a skill set, Daryl Taylor. You can really get after the passer. You have a high motor. You have speed. You're going to be my guy on my third down package that's, that's running stuff. And so let me put these two guys out here. Let's stop the run. Let's put my big boys out here up front, be physical, take up blocks, get penetration. If you want to make a change, that's a beautiful change. All right, I got to ask you something then. So speaking of Bruce Irvin, I'm going to play you some sound. I, you, you were in this cut somewhere. Uh-oh. You may not know that you're in this, but you are here. You are present for this moment, I think. I can't, I mean, let's see. Unless it was when you're you building were it up, dude. Don't screw it up. All right. Can see. you win the game in the first quarter? No! Can you win the game? Hell no! Hell no! Can you win the game in the game in the fourth quarter? Is that Bruce yelling, hell no? That's for sure. <laughs> B.I. screaming, hell no, in the background. That's my guy, man. 
I, I love Bruce, man. What do we think about the timing of that? Why, why has he got to jump the gun on everybody I else? I love it. Why, we why, does he not have rhythm? What's going on? Play it again. So, why, look at how early he is. Joel. He can't be on the beat. Can He's off No! Can you win the game? Oh, no! No! <laughs> Hell no! Hey, that's not like Bruce had a two-set game, two TFL. <laughs> hey, I'm the man. I'm going to say what I want to say when I want to say it. He sounds very, very happy. Yeah, he sure does. He sounds very happy, man. Uh, of all of the chants like that, of sort of call and response things that your team had, what's your favorite? Oh, oh, you put me on the spot. I would have to say... Oh, I would have to say it had to be the Cam Chancellor Creed. Don't ask me what the creed is, but he would say something. We were, we would repeat after him. Hmm. He would say something. We would say something. He would say something. And it was just so natural, so powerful, just so dynamic. And it was one thing that really got us in, like, the pregame, get your mind right type hmm. type moment. It's pretty yeah. cool. I love but it. But not for not for public. Not not for Oh no, no, no. No, no. It's, it's, well, it sounds like it was off the top of his head each time, right? Or or was it one, The first it time thing? he did it, it sounded like it was just so he's like, Y'all repeat after me. I was like, Yes, sir. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Y'all repeat after me. And it was just so dynamic, so Cam just had this voice. It was like a it's like a raspy, had the dark visor, just like dark night type look. He just had yeah. this this presence to him. And whatever he said, you fall, you fell in line. And so when he said this, we was like, yeah, we're going to run through a brick wall for this dude. If Earl said something, would you follow necessarily or would you hey, maybe hey, question bro, it hey, first? Hey, hey. No, we would not. I love Earl, but Earl, you just you just make interceptions and tackles. You're really good at that. Let sorry, Leave this to Cam. All right, can we get back to the present day? I'm sorry. I don't mean to go digging into the past. Yes, and right. I, I'm going to interrupt you here, okay, right. because 47 minutes, and we yes. totally hogged it. We've asked him every question. He said to us last night via text. Yes. He wants to talk about somebody. I was just about to get there. Were you really? Yes. Oh, look at that. See, Salk and I are like you and Wagner. Okay? We don't even have to communicate. Well, and we're thinking the same thing. Yeah. Okay, go ahead then. My How's Gino doing? My guy Gino. How's he doing? I loved what I saw. I loved what I saw um, last, last week against the Falcons. Terrible against 49ers. Zero touchdowns. Not good enough. But when you looked at him last week, got the ball out. DK, Tyler. Uh, Will Disley, like guys got their targets, and his po- his presence in the pocket looked comfortable. His offensive line gave him um, a nice, comfortable pocket, and he got the ball over the field. I believe that we can see that performance from Geno. If you can give me 300 yards, Geno, 20, what, 21-plus points, we, we can do something with that. We, we can make something happen with that. What, what, what do you think, Brock? I, I loved it. I'll tell you, one of my favorite plays, and I, it just struck me as you're talking about him last night. I was coaching Titus's football team. Titus and Theo are the two QBs. Mm-hmm. And I had a great conversation with them after practice. They both threw it really well, but they both whined. And it was a high snap. Oh, why are we going to end practice or this period on a bad throw? <laughs> right? They were just little whiny babies. And I said, hey, listen, you two threw it great today. You were, you were great today. Best throwing practice of the season. And, but, but our body language and our whining has to stop. Yeah. And my favorite play was Ken Walker ran the wrong play on a run on a run play. Yep. Uh, second half. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody and you could see it because uh, the jet sweep came and all the movement was to the left and he mm-hmm. ran right. It'd be the other way for you around. Um, mm-hmm. But he screwed it up. And you know what you see the QBs do at times? Whine. Yep. Look at the look at the running back. Throw their arms. 
yep. pout. Make sure everybody in the stadium knows it wasn't me that screwed it up. Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah it was Tom number, Brady. It was engine oh, number. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Shots I, the goat. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Wow. But that, honestly, I love that. And to me, that's how you gain respect to this team. Mm-hmm. You don't put anyone on blast. Mm-hmm. You don't yell run pass at your defensive lineman whose name you didn't know. You mm-hmm. just suck it up, buttercup, yep. if it's if it's wrong when, around you. When you say that, Brock, it reminds me a little of, of at least what we thought of Tavares Jackson in the year that he was the starting quarterback here. He was not the world's best quarterback, obviously, but – he played through the torn peck, and and mm-hmm. that's sort of how I think of that year with Tavares. And guys, and guys respect that. Yeah. Guys, guys, and guys, see, like like Brock, you saw that. I I saw that, and we and we respect that. His teammates respect that. <laughs> and if you do that, earn the trust of your teammates. Hey, hey, dog, you messed up. Hey, next next play, next play. And so yeah. he's in a position to where. This is his team. This, Gino, this is, I think it's pretty clear that this is your team. The, all the noise is going out the building. Take charge of this team. 14 more games left. Finish better. He took, he took a sack. Like, you finish better. But, hey, keep growing. Keep developing. Let's get, some, let's get back in the win column and get this thing done. Yeah, I'm glad you said that at the end because I, I appreciate those things about Gino. I appreciate the toughness and appreciate uh, Brock, the non-whininess. And he did play well for 55 minutes of that game. But when you say Tom Brady whines or or gets mad or whatever, say what you want about Tom Brady. He's pretty good in the last five minutes of every game. And that's what quarterbacks get paid to do in this day and age. Gino struggled with that in his time as a Seahawks starter, whether it's the three games this year or the games he started last year when Russ was out. It, it doesn't really matter what you do for 55 minutes. I know. NFL I know. games come down in the last five. I know. I know. And, and it's, I don't know if it's a mental thing where he just clenches up when things get real. Mm. But, man, I need you to just finish. I don't know how much more clear to explain it. Take a shot. Make somebody miss. Have that it factor. Can you develop an it factor? What does that mean? Like, how do you develop it? I, I, I asked the question. I think, you, I think you just have it. Clearly, Tom Brady has it. Um, and Brock will tell you because Damon was there when Brady was a rookie, right before he played, the year before yeah. he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Damon said, "I'm going to get beat out by this kid I never heard of." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Russ, he just had it. Russ, when he came on the scene, he had that it factor. And so, can did he, you guys know in in preseason? It was not, it was clear. Matt Flynn, you, it's not close. Russ is the guy. And so, can you develop that? I would hope so. I hope so that you can finish better. But right now, it's just these first three games. Like you said, it's been good, mm. but we got to find a way to finish. And if the boss will be in the quarterback's hands. That's why they get paid $50 million. The ball's going to be in your hands at the end of the, at the, end of the game. You got to go you, get the win. Hey, uh, I, I want one more ask KJ, if you can find one on there, Salk, for a second. Because I, when I think of Russell and cementing that it factor, it was on the road. It was in Chicago. It was overtime. It was Mike Robb getting on the oh, team yeah. bus saying, no. we got our man. We got our man. Mm-hmm. How big would it be for Gino to go on the road, not at home, but to go on the road in the final minutes in Detroit? Because let's hope mm-hmm. it comes down to the final minutes. It yep. usually does with the Lions. Yep. How big could that be to cement some of that it factor if he gets it done? There's nothing better than that. Just all, Just you guys going halfway across the country, 10 o'clock game, just you guys, not too many Seahawks fans in the building, and it's just you in the building. Go get it done. You're facing a Detroit team that's that's they look pretty good. Yeah. They they look pretty good. And so don't just this is not the old Detroit Lions that we're accustomed to seeing. This is a quality football team. If you can go on the road, get the get it done, put up 
three touchdowns, four touchdowns, get the ball all over the field. Defense, hit the reset button. Um, Swift is out, but, hey, Jamal Williams can still run the ball as well. Make a statement. Sometimes you just got to make a statement that enough is enough. If we're going to do one thing right this game, you know what we're going to do? We're going to stop the run. <laughs> if we're going to do one thing right, they are not about to run the football on us. And so just hone in to the details of practice. Hone in to the mentality is we're going to fix this. This problem will get solved and go get a freaking win. All right. I do have an Ask KJ. You want one quick Ask KJ yeah. question yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which three of his teammates from the early Legion of Boom years would he want in their prime to put on this current roster to get them to the playoffs? <laughs> if you could add three. And three only. <laughs> I need pass rush. Give me Cliff. Okay. That's one. Um, I'm pretty happy at corner. Um, I need I need a little help in the back end. Give me Quandre. No, no. I mean, give me uh, Cam. Give me Cam. Okay. So Cliff, I mean, Cliff, Cam, linebackers. Um, I, I think the linebackers are okay. Okay. The linebackers are okay. All right. So give me. Dang, it's a tough question. You put me on the spot. I mean, how about Russ? You don't no, want, I thought it was just on defense. No, you can have whoever you want. Oh, oh I yeah. thought it was defense, too. No, it doesn't say. It just says teammates. Oh, oh. oh shoot. Teammates, give me a um, running back. Give me beast mode. <laughs> give me <laughs> Russ. And, <laughs> and give me freaking, uh, I need passers. Give me Cliff. And Cliff. Yeah, Russ, so Russ beast mode, beast Cliff. mode, and Cliff. Yeah, Ooh. I thought it was just defense. No, you can have whoever you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we got a segment tomorrow. I can't wait to play that for Doug and hear how mad he'll be about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We got a, uh, KJ. Thank you. I'm just joking. We're, Don't like, worry. Doug doesn't listen to it. Like, I have the ability to get it to Doug. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey enjoyed it, man. Thank you, guys. This is always awesome. Uh, my favorite hour, man. This has been really great. We'll do it yeah. again next week, of course. The great KJ Wright. And make sure you follow KJ on social media and everything else. You got anybody you need to shout out today? You doing any charity stuff recently? No, I've been slacking. Oh. Yeah, don't tell nobody. All right. I've been slacking. <laughs> Shouldn't have asked that on the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shouldn't have asked you in a break. All right. KJ, uh, always a pleasure. We'll talk more next week. Thank you, guys. There you go. We'll be right back. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710.